The views and opinions expressed by contributors on the Spoon River Gothic podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the position of the host. Material heard on the Spoon River Gothic podcast is intended for adult listeners. This podcast deals with mature topics that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Spoon River Gothic, narrative of a double homicide. myself i was feeling better yesterday and i'm like oh today i just feel like crap what does your daughter have she's had fever for starting yesterday she woke up threw up and then i can't keep her fever down i called the doctor but they said in two days if she's not better to bring her in oh that's nerve-wracking so i guess it's going around they said they couldn't do anything about it yeah. Blue, I'm assuming. Oh, buddy. How old is the baby? She's 15 months. Oh, that's a cute age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely not feeling good. She's attached to me. Oh. Usually she's off running with her sister, who's three. Yeah. Oh. But. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. Um, do you mind if I recall, uh, record the conversation? That's fine. Okay. Um, so August asked me to call you. I guess you guys have been going back and forth. Yes. And he said that you had some interesting stories to share. Um, yes. My aunt actually lived in that apartment building. I believe I, I couldn't have been older than 10 or 12. And, uh, my cousin and I always would tell her that we seen a little girl in that apartment. Wow. So yeah, this is obviously I, after the um, the murders. Yes, which I never knew about that until the story came out. I remember, you know, my, my mom and my aunt talking about it, but I never put it together because I was so young. That is very interesting. So were you... Um, 
born yet when the murders happened? Yes, I was born in 86. Okay. So you you, you don't remember. You probably don't have a recollection of the actual event. No, I do. Like I said, I do remember my my mom and aunt talking about it at one point, but I didn't know, you know, any details. And I didn't know it actually happened in the house that my aunt lived in either. But she don't. I don't think she, she didn't live there at the time. It was years later. Right. Right. Um. So can you maybe just tell me a little bit about yourself and you know who you are and what your connection to the town and to um, the event is. Uh, I mean, obviously the the connection to the event is that your aunt lived in the apartment and that you um, had some paranormal experiences, which I'm all about because I do ghost tours in the town that I live in. So I'm Well, I also, about... Uh, probably five years ago I was down a bad path and that house kind of like called to me and I went there and I sat there for hours and I didn't know why I was sitting there my boyfriend would say you need to get out of there you're going to get in trouble you know and I would just sit there and I sat there for a long time and I couldn't figure out why and then, you know, August put that story out, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's why I was there. I was just sat there doing nothing, just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, did you have any kind of ex- uh, experience? Just the the house just felt, like, very calm, like, you know, cumbersome or, you know, just dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, I didn't see anything there, but... You know, I felt something there. Yeah, like you were going there. So yeah, like I was being pulled there. Right. So then, as the story has unfolded and you've learned about it, tell me about that experience about finding the um, Facebook page and. <clears throat> um. Well, it just kind of pieced it together why I was there because when I left that apartment. And went home to talk to my boyfriend. I told him I was like seeing things in my mind, which is I didn't even tell August this. I told my boyfriend this though. But when I got back home, I was seeing strangling in my mind, and I couldn't figure out who. And I thought that uh, demons were trying to contact me because I know demons like to pose as children. So I thought it was demons trying to contact me, and it probably was that little girl (laughs) so did you have any like feelings about do you have any thoughts or feelings about what exactly happened well I I did a tarot reading and my card picture that looks exactly like Donnie Bull but then there's another man sitting in a chair too bye bye (laughs) <laughs> Someone wants to get off the phone. <laughs> well, um, the the pictures on the cards actually look like what I feel like the men, but of a man looks like Donnie Bull up in the sky. There's two people falling out of a burning building. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, years. they're very yeah. specific to what these people look like, which is very, very weird to me. Mm-hmm. So when you and did the, the reading, what was, what was the question you were asking the cards when you did the reading? I wanted to connect with Justine. And I was asking her, you know, what happened and who did it. And that's the, the three cards I pulled were, were these. And this one looks, the paper where uh, Donnie Bull was being arrested, this guy in this card looks exactly like him. Oh, interesting. How interesting is that? The sideburns and everything. And this oh, is a wow. new deck I just got from my, my grandma. She died and... It really gave me pictures, and when my grandma died, I, I pulled one card because I wanted a message from her, and it was a death card, and it had what looked like her laying underneath the horse's foot. Your grandma? Said that she was very sick, yep, and she was sick from a... Her kidneys were failing, and it said she was bedridden and sick. Wow. <laughs> before she died, and that's... So when you were little and you were at your aunt's house, can you share one of those experiences with me? Well, my my cousin, she's the same age as me, and she's always been scared of things like that, where I've always kind of embraced it. I've always seen things, but she was uh, coloring in a closet. The little girl would always be coloring in a closet. So you actually saw a physical apparition? Yes. What did she look like? She was dark-haired and dark eyes. And I didn't know what she looked like either until August posted that picture. And I was trying to help her move through. I was meditating and, you know, envisioning light. And this brown-haired little girl with bangs. I told my boyfriend that day, I said, I tried to help her go over in a big door open with light and she was running towards it and she turned around and looked at me and she had bangs and dark eyes and so I was waiting for a picture of her to come out and there she was so what bangs was and dark eyes what was her hair like was it straight or curly or it looked straight to me okay so when you were little and you saw that, what did you think from that little kid perspective? Well, like I said, my cousin actually lived there and she was always scared. I wasn't scared. I kind of felt like she was lost. The little, so it didn't scare you, but so you see that, how old were you? Um, I couldn't have been, I think 10 maybe or 12, but and I've seen so things my whole life, so. Yeah, interesting. That sounds scary. So, did your cousin see it, or did she just get have scary feelings like she was around energy? She's seen them. She's seen them too. But she's always, like I said, been real scared of all that stuff. I don't uh -huh. know if she would. I can ask her. If she would want to talk to you. Oh, that would be awesome. So she saw the exact same thing that you did, or she saw things. And she may have time. even seen her more because she lived there. Yeah, oh, I would love to talk Where to Or I was just visiting and, and seeing it. Right. So what was the apartment like? Um, my cousin hated living there. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I felt like it it was normal, other than the haunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So now as you've been piecing the story together from, you know, the Spoon River Gothic uh, webpage and everything and the blog, what are your thoughts about it? What do you think happened? Do you think justice was served? I'm really on the fence. I mean, because I have heard that Donnie was violent to other girls in town. And one story, I heard he bit a girl's nipples off. Um, so I, I can see him being that violent, but I also have, you know, feelings that the bank guy had something to do with it. And then um, I talked to one of the, you know, police officers, Kenny Hickey, and he says it, justice was served. It was Donnie Bull. I right. was there for the whole, you know, so it's like, what doesn't it? I know. I talked to him yesterday. And why is she con- contacting all these people, you know, through mediumship, I feel like. Yeah, that's interesting. So, <clears throat> I'm kind of torn between Donnie and, and David Haynes. Yeah, Do you, have you ever met David this. Haynes? Huh? Have you ever met David Haynes? I haven't. Okay. Nobody doesn't look like he's very loving either in his pictures. Like he's just got eyes that are, they don't look like, he just doesn't, his aura kind of doesn't make me feel very good about him. Yeah. So do you trust your instincts about people based on your kind of visceral, spiritual reaction to them? Yes. Okay. And that was just through Facebook, you know, looking at his pictures and I just, very eerie feeling. He's holding a fish. Yep. In his profile. Oh. Picture. Yeah, because I looked up every single one of those guys that were listed. Huh. It's just him by himself holding a fish? Yep. I wonder if he's following the story. I don't know. I thought I seen someone tag his name at one point too, but I think they deleted it or something. Okay. All right. I know it's a, it, I, I'm on the fence with you. I don't know what the answer is. I think that the story itself is compelling just to tell it and to understand it and I think people have to make up their own minds about it was justice served um, was there proof beyond a shadow of a doubt um, is somebody walking around like all these questions come into my head is somebody walking around that got away with murder right, right. and there's yes. so many question marks in the story right and so unfair too the, in, and I feel like Donnie that Justine wouldn't have recognized him so whoever killed Donna and killed Justine they didn't want Justine to be able to recognize them and I feel like David Haynes she would recognize because she knew him and that's another thing in my tarot reading it said that Justine was very distrusting she didn't trust people as a little girl that's interesting. give me chilly willies <laughs> Right. So I'm assuming she was a shy little girl and didn't, you know, didn't trust people. Yeah. Um, Well. I even did her astrology report, too, and it 
in her astrology, it said that she would possibly die with a family member. Oh, that's interesting. Because her Scorpio is in the 12th house, and that's where I got that from. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I kind of dug in it um, a little bit. Right. So do you know anybody, have you talked to anybody who actually knows David Haynes? Um, my friend Jesse Klein, he was friends with Jennifer Haynes, and I saw that he was friends with David Haynes, so I said, you know, I messaged him and said, hey, I'm following the story. I wondered if you knew David Haynes and what you thought about that, and he said he was innocent and that uh, the killer got, you know, put in jail. Justice was served. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard mixed things about him. I actually talked to David Haynes. You did? I did. I did. What kind of feelings did you get out of it? God, I don't want to taint your perception of the story. Um, I got... Okay, I'm just going to tell you this. Um, I do have questions about him. He, he loved to talk. He loved to talk. And... I can't decide, I, you know, there's something that isn't right there. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to say anything. Well, and else. on his Facebook page, I went back, you know, and was scrolling back and back and found the date where Donna had died years later, though, you know, and yeah. he posted something that didn't sit right with me. Posted, what did he like, post? Something about dying, like when he may die, he doesn't know how he's going to die or whatever. It was a meme. But I just thought it was very weird for him to post that on the day that Donna and Justine died. Look at you. You're like a private detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like not knowing things. And then oh, once the story come out, you know, I was like, that's why she brought me to that house. Okay. Now, I, but I do I'll feel like I, in my mind's eye, when I tried to help her go cross over, I do feel like she went. So I think she was stuck here okay interesting that's interesting so anything else that you want to tell me about Canton you grew up in Canton yes I did but um I really I know I know there was other murders that were questionable too yeah which one which like, one's particular uh, Troy Hedges was a recent one he was a high school student no he was a in his 30s, I believe. He died October 3rd. I'm not sure the year, but within the last six years or so. No, oh, how did he it die? It was out at Canton Lake. Oh, Sorry. That's okay. We don't have your baba. Sorry about that. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I thought I lost you. I was getting ready to hang up. Yeah, my chin pushed hold. Oh, so. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, what did you last hear me say? Uh, you were talking to your daughter about her baba bottle. <laughs> yeah, the um, death with Troy was very questionable. He was stabbed all over his body out at the Canton Lake. And... Really? Uh, James Maddox went to prison for it, but a lot of people don't think James Maddox did it. Really? What do people think? 
a lot of people think Chuck Davis did it. Oh, okay. So he, uh, he I don't runs, really know he's out. How old was Troy? Um, I'd say he was probably in his maybe forties. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about about Canton or about um, Donna and Justine? About the trial, anything. I, I just kind of hope, you know, that something does come out where that little girl and Donna can rest peacefully. Because, like I said, I thought Justine was earthbound because of what I was seeing five years ago and everything else. With the, you know, my mind's eye, I was seeing strangling. I got a hold of my mother-in-law. I said, I am seeing little kids, and I feel like they want me to help them, but I don't. She said, well demons like to come as little kids too and I love kids so she right. kind of agreed with me that it was probably a demon and I now look back and I feel bad because it probably wasn't it was probably her so that Just was how team. long ago that you started having that that was when you were that was in the yard all day yep that was about five or six years ago which like I told August, I was on drugs then, but I still feel like that was all real, you know? Okay. Interesting. I'm now sober. I've been sober for over three years, but... Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, I had my baby. <laughs> my baby yeah. saved my life. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, good for you. Keep up the good Thank work. You. And I feel like, you know, when you're on something like that, it does open up things to come to you you know like normally if you're sober you'd probably just block that out <clears throat> mm -hmm. where you know I feel like I had a lot of paranormal experiences while I was on stuff yeah what were you um what was your drug of choice meth okay gross <laughs> makes me well, feel know. you know it's an insidious uh, addiction I know that like I said, thank God for my daughter. I got pregnant and I quit as soon as I found out I was pregnant and I've been sober ever since. It's not Good relapsed and Yeah. But I still do have, you know, paranormal experiences, but just not as I've had them ever since I was a kid. Right. But yeah, like I said, I feel like I kinda misconstrued what that was and I do think it was Justine that that was trying to call to me. It, okay. it was the same time I was hanging out over at on First Street. So yeah, you were picking up that energy. First Street. I feel like Justine was trying to pull me there and, and tell me something, be acknowledged or something. Right, right. So you are on the fence. That's kind of what I got out of this conversation. You're not sure what any of it all means. You suspect there is another person that could potentially have been involved in the crime. Potentially David Haynes. Yes. Yeah, because I don't feel like um, Justine's father would kill her either. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know him, but yeah, I just I don't, don't think feel so. like he would. Right, I don't think so. Yeah.
but who knows? I, I really don't know. I'm kind of, you know, like like you on the fence. I don't know what the... But I think that there's a lot of compelling layers to the story as well. I think that's the injustice is that it puts doubt in a lot of minds. And um, I talked to a defense attorney who really believed that um, Donnie was innocent. I mean, really believed that based on the evidence that they uh, had come up with. So... You know, and maybe David got mad. He found out that she was messing around with Donnie. You know, because yes. he was in love with her too. For my feelings about the story, yeah, he denies that. He says they were just friends. Hmm. But he, yeah, I I don't want to talk too much about that. I I don't want to say too much. But um, it's interesting. So we'll stay tuned. Um, okay. If you think of anything else, you can reach out to me on Facebook. Right. Are you friends with David Haynes, or are you just cyberstalk? No. Yeah, I just I just did it on my own. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank um, you. You we'll too. Keep, we'll keep putting more, you know, content out there, and we don't know where it's going to end up, but um, I think it's an important story. I think... Um, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of layers to it. And I think that Donna was, you know, she was a lovely person from all accounts that I've personally had uh, from people who knew her. And, um, you know, Justine was innocent. And I think there, you know, for a lot of reasons, her story, their stories need to be told. So yeah. That's, that's my reason for being involved in this. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right, friend. Well, you have a good day. Hopefully your little um, sweet pea will get better, and um, perhaps we'll talk again. All right. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you for picking up. Have a good day. Spoon River Gothic is a production of Lone Bird Media in association with CZ Studio. The show is produced by August Olson, editing, directing, and producing by Corey Zimmerman. Audio mastering and engineering by E. Mastered. Research is done by Anne-Marie Cannon, Chelsea Mesa, and me, Jinra Illustrissimo. Spoon River Gothic is written and hosted by Corey Zimmerman. You can follow the show at czstudio.works and read the blog at spoonrivergothic.com. Show some love by leaving us a rating or a review on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for the next episode as we dive deeper into the Donald Bull case. Thank you for listening. This is Spoon River Gothic, narrative of a double homicide.